All right, we are live. We're live. All right, guys. Hey, welcome to the channel. Uh, my name is Jeff Kaufman. As most of you probably know, I am the uh, I'm the founder of Sub Two Empire and, and Sub Two Empire. Uh, before we jump into this, before we get started, I want to um, quickly ask of all of you: if you're watching this live right now, I would I would like you don't stop watching, don't don't hit pause or anything, but continue watching. But after we wrap this up. Uh, head down below this video and hit that hit the uh, hit that like button if you wouldn't mind. And while you're there, we're only talking a couple centimeters away. There's a there's a notification bell. Uh, go ahead and click that notification bell, and uh, you know you know the deal. You get YouTube's going to send you an email whenever we go live or whenever we put a new video up on the channel. So uh, go ahead and click that as well, so so you never miss any of our content. And like I said, if you're watching this and it's been previously recorded. I'm sorry you missed out on the live because we do we are you know we do enable the chat feature here so you can ask questions and things like that. But if you are watching it previously recorded, go ahead and pause right now, head down below the video and and go through that same process. Hit that like button, then uh, then hit the bell to get notified. Um, we are 100% dedicated delivering to delivering the, uh, the 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 very best advice on real estate investing and creative finance. Uh, not just on YouTube, but on the entire planet. So uh, before we jump into our topic today, I want to take a moment and introduce to all of you a good friend of mine, my business partner, and just uh, an all-around solid dude. This is Mr. Ken Rossix. Everybody, everybody clap for Mr. Uh, Ken Rossix. You saw, you saw my ego just get bigger as you did that. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, man. Now, Ken's just, uh, he's not just my business partner. Uh, Ken is a, a veteran real estate investor. He has you know, hundreds and hundreds of deals under his belt. Uh, and not, not only is he just, not only is he's a good friend, uh, uh, excellent real estate investor. In fact, real estate investing retired Ken. So this is kind of, um, this is his, this is his second foray into a little bit different, uh, but it's just, it's a, it's another, it's his second foray into real estate investing, which is, you know, he's not just a business partner. He's actually one of our coaches in our coaching program as well. Super, super knowledgeable dude. And um, you can find him, find out more about him over there at sub2empire.com. So that's the introduction. Appreciate you listen, uh, listening in. Today, what are we going to talk about today? Today's topic, uh, we are going to kind of split this up a little bit into, um, you know, we obviously... We're going to talk about we're talking about cash buyers today, but you know a lot of times we don't deal with just cash buyers primarily. But it wouldn't be fair to extend this video out into some unnecessary territory that um, that is going to confuse people. So we want to stick with cash buyers today. And um, you know I have a uh, I have a very very large buyers list, huge buyers list. It's uh, it's about eight thousand people, and I can tell you from experience, from actually wasting a ton of money, if I'm, you know, from being honest, through my, uh, through my, uh, my, the platform I use to send out to, to cash buyers, imagine sending out 8,000 emails on every single deal that you do, you know, that gets super, super expensive. And so the lesson that I really learned here is that while I'm have this massive, massive cash buyers list. I really only use probably it, it, 
and I, and I don't really use these guys very often because I have kind of a different way to uh, a, a little bit different mentality about cash buyers, but you know, they're always good to have in your back pocket, but uh, I really only use about 10 to 12 of them uh, on a regular basis. They're, they're the, it's really all that you need here. So, uh, so we, so don't think you have to spend all that money getting five, six, 8,000 like you did. You it's really the, don't need it. The quality right. of the cash buyer, not the quantity necessarily. That is key. hundred percent quality, quality over quantity any day of the week. Yep. So, uh, Ken, what, what types of cash buyers we, we have, obviously we, we have different types of cash buyers. We have, or, or, let me rephrase that. They have different goals. So right. what, what kind of goals, um, what kind of cash buyers, uh, do, are, are we generally dealing with here? So let's start by focusing on, on a couple. So let's talk about the, the fix and flip buyer, right? The, the rehabber, so to speak, just the standard rehabber, the guy that just fixes and flips, that's, that's the business model, so on and so forth. In other words, they have the cash to acquire the property at the price and fund the rehab. And then they're going to retail, retail sale that as the exit strategy. Yeah. Right? Or, so, or they could be a, yeah, they could, they could, they could retail sell it, sell it, or they could be uh, one of these guys that, uh, that, you know, buys these little crappy houses and fixes them up and sells them off to investors. Yep. I think, it, I think in either situation, yep. same, same end goal in mind, just a different, uh, a different target, um, different target. They have a different target buyer once it, once the house is rehab. Right. So, so when we're talking about cash buyers from that perspective, that's one group. And then the second group, right? So this is the sub two empire, as you mentioned. So we try to get creative deals and subject to deals. So, what about that group of people that maybe have some funds, right? Maybe they can do a, a renovation. Maybe they have $50,000 that they can uh, fix up a property, but they don't have the other $150,000 to acquire it. So though that group of cash buyers, we would say would be perfect for sub two deals or seller carry back seller finance deals. So we, right? Me, us, would like to then novate that deal, right? Not assign, not assign, but novate the sub two deal to that particular group of cash buyers. Yeah, incredibly important to understand if if um, if you don't know what novation is, we, we have separate training on novations, but in its most basic and most pure form, a novation is nothing more than uh, let's just let's just give you an example. A novation. Let's say that you have a property under contract. Um, there's different there's different types of things that people do with novations. I'm just giving you in its most basic basic form. It, when you novate a contract, what you're doing, they should really call it. Uh, I kind of thought of this this morning for this video. If you look at the word novation, yeah, N O V A. If you look at the word novation. And it may even mean this because isn't everything and isn't everything translated to Latin? Isn't that basically what I think that's, you know, I haven't looked that up. Yeah. But if you think of novation as null and void. So it kind of they kind of just it kind of plays off of uh, off of the word novation, null and void. You are essentially 
nullifying and voiding one contract and in favor of another. So what you're able to do, let's say if you're a wholesaler and you bu you're buying a property, but you, you're, you're uh, or I'm sorry, you've got a property under contract where your seller has agreed to, uh, to do a subject to deal with you or they've agreed to carry all or a portion of the financing on it. But you know, you don't, you know, your business is wholesaling. So what you can do is you can package that deal up um, and then you can, you can assign, a lot of people would assign that deal. We just don't recommend that you, that you ever assign a, a creative deal, something that, something that you have, you know, if, if particularly if it's subject to, if you have agreed to, to your seller that you will be the one making those payments and then you turn around and assign that deal. Well, guess what? There, there's unless you're like 100% transparent and, and everything is above board, which I recommend anyway. What happens if your buyer gets into some kind of financial trouble? What's going to happen is he's prob he or she is probably going to stop making payments on on. They're, they're first going to stop making payments on debt that is not theirs. Okay. And so now they stop making payments on that subject to deal that you've assigned. But guess what? Your seller, your seller doesn't see that. Your seller doesn't know that. Nope. So now you've opened yourself up to this, to this potentially super dangerous legal, uh, legal bind. I mean, it's, and, and I definitely, I have seen this before. Um, hasn't personally happened to me, but, uh, but I didn't, I don't assign subject to deals. Right. And just remember as the assigner, you're legally responsible to make those payments per the original subject to agreements that you signed. Right. So it's just because you're assigning it and then your assignee doesn't make good. You're still responsible. Like you're not, you're not abdicating your responsibility. You're just letting a third party make payments for you. That's right. That's right. And with a novation, you, what you're doing is you are nullifying, you are voiding that original contract or some of the terms in that contract. You're creating a brand new contract. It's, it's, a, it's a new contract between now what is your seller and your buyer. You just, you're just bringing them together. Okay. And in, you know, in that new contract, you can have the terms for how you're going to get paid. It's, it's, just, um, it's just a legal way, uh, and I'm not an attorney, neither is Ken, uh, but I, I have done these. It is just a legal way for you to remove yourself from that equation completely. Yep. And now your buyer is obligated to the seller according to the terms of that brand new contract. Yep. Yeah, so and that's all. Yep. And you're out of it. Wash your, wash your hands yep. out of it. Take your fee for bringing them together, whatever it is, you're done. Yep. Yeah. There's tons of more things you can do about innovation. Like I said, that's a, that's another, that's a whole separate video, um, which something that we, we really need to clear up for folks. But um, getting back to our, 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 the topic at hand here. So we have our fix and flip buyers, yep. folks who have, you know, cash available, whether that be hard money, whatever it might be. Um, or you have folks who might have some cash uh, available to them, whether that be through private money or, you know, maybe they have it sitting in their savings account, whatever it might be. 
uh, that you can package one of these creative deals up and you can wholesale off to them or us uh, or novate to them right no so so what is, what is the other kind of uh of uh cash buyers that we might encounter so now let's move to the so we have kind of the the two over there on the fix and flip side the the rehab side mm -hmm. now let's talk about the the buy and hold so people that want to buy and, and hold property and generate cash flow that looks like so we look we we there we can also do just like just like before we can take our subject to deal and novate right novate to those buy and hold buyers and then they're going to cash flow off of that every month right the subject to deal um or the seller financed right maybe it's just a straight seller finance deal that you have that you have that you can uh also uh package off right I'm going to be getting bugged here. I'm getting notifications. I don't know about you. Yeah, I saw, I saw that. It's our assistant uh, popping us, popping in here. Uh, I don't know how to yeah, turn sorry, it. Sorry, I was distracted too when it was all popping. Like everything was flashing at once on the, on the screen. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. So we've got our fix and flip buyers. We've got our buy and hold buyers. Yeah. Pretty basic. It's just what you're selling them is, uh, is different. Maybe how you, you know, so if you're selling them just a, a regular old cash deal, you want to assign that perfectly fine. Our point is, is you can sell subject to deals. You can sell seller carry deals as long as it is novated. Just I cannot highly I cannot recommend enough. No, you know, understanding what novation is. So the real question is. What is it? I guess my 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 big concern here, maybe a lot, maybe some of you have this question is, why would you go in? Why would you? Why wouldn't you just sell that deal for cash? Why would you carry over a subject to deal and novate that to, to your buyer, or, uh, or you know, or, or some other kind of seller carry deal? Why would you do that? What is what is uh, what is the benefit to doing that? So the, the the answer to that question for me is that it's all about the terms, right? So if if I can package up a subject to deal and novate that to another buyer. Almost a hundred percent guarantee this. Not even almost a hundred percent guarantee this. The terms of the financing on that deal are going to be way better than any any terms that you're ever going to get from a private money lender, a hard money lender, a bank. You know, if it's you know if it's like happens to be a a, a rehab loan or a commercial loan or something like that. Yeah. The benefit to your buyer is that they are getting the very best terms possible without having to qualify with a hundred percent without, without having, having to qualify. qualify. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Which kind of brings up another point that I'm, I'm not going to get too, too deep into, but you know, if, if you're going to be assigning, if you, if, if you as a wholesaler have gone out and talked to a seller and you've built that trust and rapport and, you know, that, that, that trustworthiness that, that you should be doing anyway. And then you, then you turn around and say to them, you say, Hey, you know what? I've got somebody else. I think this deal would, would be a better fit for. And so, uh, and so let me bring them in. I'd like to have you talk with them. And, you know, if it's a match, I think I'm going to step out of this deal. I'll bring, I'll just bring you two together, you know, and how, how does that sound? And so that's a real, um, that's a real powerful thing. What you're doing is you are, your buyer gets instant credibility, right? You know, because you've, you've already established the trust and rapport and your seller, your seller trusts you that, you know, number one, what you're talking about. And number two, 
who you're dealing with. So it is a, um, it's just a much more, in my mind and in my experience, it's just a much more uh, kind of symbiotic and, and uh, synergistic, synergistic uh, 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 environment at that point. So, and maybe a good time just to to interject before we we start talking about because I'm curious about how you got eight thousand people on your cash buyers list. So we'll talk about that in a second. But um, is we're really trying to target on your cash buyers list. We're trying to target those people that we're talking about here today especially for the subject two deals to package up for them. Those people that are non, non-qualifying, right? They're not the traditional qualifiers for the, you know, for mortgages. They're not retail buyers, so to speak. They're the, the non-qualifying things, right? Which is why they're interested in taking over the, the existing mortgage at three and a half percent instead of trying to figure out how to get hard money at 15%. Right. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it's just it just makes sense. I mean, if you're uh, particularly, I, I would say this has the major benefit to this that that um, that I've experienced is just that maybe some of these deals might be a you know it might be just a little it might be right on like right on the edge of just being kind of tight. You know, it might just be kind of a tight deal, and it could just it could be that the terms of that seller finance deal or the terms of that subject to deal. Um, it might, you know, it besides just being super attractive, you know, let's, let's say that it is a tight deal. It might be the determining factor whether or not you can sell that deal. Cause it, you know, cause, cause monetarily it just makes more sense to, to innovate that, uh, that subject to deal. So yep. with That's that terms, ahead, yeah, the, the term, yeah, the terms can be just as important, especially if you're a buy and hold, like, so you have a buy and hold cash buyers list. Right. Terms could be very important to them as opposed to the, uh, you know, the equity margins, especially when they're starting it, if they're interested in holding it for three, five, 10 years, whatever the case may be. Those terms are really important. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. hundred percent. You know, like uh, and, and this. It's, it's probably going to be based more. Your terms are going to be based more on your experience level anyway. So, you know, if you are a if you're a brand new wholesaler getting into the business, chances are it's kind of like a. What's the what's the word I'm looking for? It's like you're paying your dues. You know, you're kind of the easiest money to get is going to be the most expensive. So, so and that's where that's where we come in. That's where uh, that's what we teach our students is how can we get the very best terms that we can possibly get for whatever exit strategy it is we're using. You know, yep. and the best way for us to do that is through uh, is through creative financing. So. Okay, um, now Jeff, let's let's switch gears and let's talk about. So, just the question to pose, right? Is how in the hell did you get eight thousand people on your buyers list? Man, I tell you, uh, it was a lot easier than than you might think. Um, it did take me quite a while to do. It took me about uh, about a year and a half. Um, and I am gonna, I am going to, uh, I'm going to admit something to a lot of folks. <laughs> I did actually purchase some of my some of my buyers list. I, I I rented, let's say, I rented somebody else's cash buyers list. Hey, and so now, I was sorry, sorry to interrupt, but don't gloss over that, especially if you're first starting. Yeah, that might be an easy way to start establishing right and, and getting that. Just pay a little money for it. Hundred percent. You know, the whole idea going into that was I didn't have a cash buyers list. 
And by the way, I don't do, I do next to zero wholesaling these days. It's just a necessary evil for me. Um, but what I did in the beginning was, you know, I didn't have a cash buyers list. So I started working with other wholesalers and I started asking them to sell me their deals or for, to sell my deals. And so what ended up happening was uh, when you do that in this industry in wholesaling, generally speaking, you're looking at a 50, 50 split. So every deal that I got, and I sold off, I was giving up 50% of my, um, of my profits. Well, after a while, you know, depending on, on how aggressive you are with your marketing after a while, you know, that gets super, super expensive uh, up to the point where I got to the point where I really wasn't making any money because I was spending all this money on marketing and then turning around and giving half of my profits away. So it didn't really make much sense. So I did, I came up with this idea and it, it Somebody else might 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 have might have this out there. Uh, may have come up with this idea as well, but keep in mind I didn't have really any help figuring this out. But I came up with this idea of well, why don't I just pay someone a flat fee to use their buyers list instead of giving up half of my deal? So, you know, my average my average fee uh, at that time was anywhere between three and seven thousand dollars. So what I did was I decided to rent a rent a rent, I say in quotes, a access to a buyer's list. And I paid them, I think it was, I think it was 500 bucks a month, you know, which to me was, uh, was a great deal. I mean, obviously you can just, you can just do the numbers. So yeah, uh, it's a really, it's a really creative way to, um, you know, for, for you to network with, and be able to use somebody else's buyers list without, obviously, without spending so much money. So, um, so that's that was number one. That was how uh, that's how I that's how I started with this with uh, with this building of this massive list of mine. Um, then I moved into kind of a I, you know I, I moved into the thing that that got me into wholesaling anyway. And like I said, I'm not I'm not a wholesaler. I, I don't I don't wholesale. I could easily teach you how to do it. It's it's not, as they say, it's a it's a simple business, but it's not easy. Wholesaling is a tough, tough business. It's very time consuming. Yeah, very, yeah. Very I mean, yes, for yeah, the return but, you get. Yeah. So, the next place, uh, really, it's really this is really kind of unconventional. But when I decided that I wanted to have my own, that you know, there's something about ownership and. Um, and really not having to rely on someone else. Cause really at any time that list I was renting, they could have just told me to go pound sand. They could have cut me off completely. So what I started doing was, uh, you know, with every deal, of course, I would add that individual to my buyer's list. You know, the, every deal that I sold, I would add them to my buyer's list. Still, still really wasn't in my mind at the time, it wasn't enough. So what I did was I started looking on the MLS. All right. So the MLS is a, uh, I mean, it's a gold mine for a lot of things. And if you yeah. don't have access to the MLS, that should probably be priority number one. You need, <laughs> you need access to the MLS, whether no matter what yeah. you're doing in this business, it's super important. Or the, the first person you get on your uh, on your power team is a real estate agent that can provide you information from the MLS. Absolutely. 100%. 100%. Yep. So what I'll do, I do have the MLS pulled up here. Maybe give you a, just a real quick example of how to go out and find 
cash buyers on the MLS. Super simple to do. And um, I'll show you, I'll show you how to get it done. You have to really, what you have to do is you have to kind of combine discovering who these folks are with, with, and then, and then you're going to have to throw some marketing at them. You're either going to have to pick up the phone and call them. You're going to have to send them some mail, whatever it is, whatever, uh, whatever strategy you want to use to reach out to these folks is fine. But the hard part about this whole process is just finding them. Yes. You know, so let me um, let me see but, if I can. Yeah, sure. don't, don't gloss off. Don't gloss over that, Jeff. Then you actually have to contact them, yeah. <laughs> right? That's where we yeah. we yeah. There's there's fear sometimes there of, of actually going out there, even knocking on their door, or direct mail, or calling them, whatever whatever you suggested. But you actually have to contact them to get right. them on your Absolutely. Yep. Yep. Good call. <clears throat> All right. So let me pull this up here. All right. So I'm inside our our MLS here, and I hope I don't get. Uh, Actually, I'm not. I made my wife go get go get licensed because I, I really didn't want to have to go through that process. And I really needed MLS access bad. So you see how important it is to have MLS access. You know, I begged my wife to go do this and she agreed to it. So everybody's MLS looks basically the same. We all have the basic kind of features. This is all built. Most MLSs and there are, you know, there are thousands of MLSs across the country. But most MLSs use this basic platform and, and, and this basic uh, this basic criteria for or this basic framework is what I'm trying to say. So can you see this okay? Let me make sure everybody yeah okay. I can I can see it when you shared it yeah. Okay. Cool. So inside the MLS all you're gonna do is you are going to uh, set up your search criteria and all you're looking for are closed deals. Remember we're searching for cash buyers. We're searching for people who have closed deals. So this is the only option you're going to you're going to select. You're going to select closed and you want really active cash buyers. So we only go back 90 days. Yeah. All right. And you can set this up your your actual uh, property types and the dem uh, not the demographics, but the um, the geographic areas and all of this other stuff. You can set that up how you want it. I'm just going to give you a real quick example of how to do this. Yeah, so I want to make sure that I am uh, I am choosing residential. I don't care about beds, baths, and all that stuff right now. So what I want to do, um, depending now, let's say that you have a deal. I don't know. I'm just going to pick a, a a spot here in St. Louis. We're in the St. Louis market. Uh, I'm going to pick a deal. Um, I'm going to say Florissant, which is a, a really popular. It's a it's a good mix of both residential retail and rental properties yeah. all right so so obviously i'm looking for people who have purchased with cash and probably going to be either fix and flippers or landlords so what i want to do is i want to go i, I want to search i'm going to start a mile out uh, because uh obviously it's not it's not super important how far the distance is from the property that you're trying to flip right so i'm going to start with a mile out and I'm going to use a rental property that my wife currently owns. Right. And then, um, so now I, I've got my rental property. I've got closed 90 days. I've got all of my uh, criteria set for the, um, uh, for the, you know, the type of property. And, and now I'm going to go down and I'm going to look for, I'm going to try and filter all of these sales, these sales in the last 90 days. I'm going to try and filter them for only cash transactions. 
So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go to the very bottom. And if you don't have this field available to you right now, all you're going to do, and, and it's this financing field down here. This is what I'm talking about. It's it, A lot of times it doesn't show up by default. All you're going to do is go in and add, click on add remove right here. And you're going to go in and search for this financing field. And this is the just... It's just telling you the method that the deal was financed. And as you can see, oops, sorry. As you can see, we have all kinds of different financing options. The one we're looking for here is cash. Very simple, right? Super simple. Okay, so now that we have that, we can see it within one mile of this address in the last 90 days, we look at our results we have 13 matches we have 13 people within one mile of this property that we're that we're trying to wholesale or trying to sell 13 people have paid cash so we just click on there oh, oh, oh sorry i i don't normally do that but and that now we've got our list of folks who um who have paid cash for these deals in the last 90 days so really at this point you're just going to have to dig into each one of these each listing find the buyer you find the you find the buyer's name you find the uh the billing address um, or what i like this is something that they've changed in the mls uh here recently within the past year oh wait it is on the tax never mind <laughs> never mind it's already it already defaulted to that yeah you should bring it up yeah okay okay so yeah so now we've got the uh you know we've got the the owner name the mailing address and all that good stuff here's where it can get difficult a little bit. This is where you're going to have to do a little bit of work. Um, you can see that this this individual's mailing address, our tax and billing address is Las Vegas, Nevada. But knowing, and this is an LLC, knowing this, knowing that it's an LLC, you can jump out on opencorporates. I think it's opencorporates.org or .com. I'm kind of zoning on that right now. I think it's opencorporates.com. You can plug in this LLC name and you can look up some info, you know, the information on this for this particular buyer. Chances are in this case, they have just incorporated in Nevada and this is the, this is the registered agents mailing address. Um, so now, now who do you want to mail? Who do you want to contact? Who do you want to try and contact? Well, you're just going to have to dig in and research who actually owns this LLC. Um, and if all else fails, you can simply send a piece of mail to this address. Uh, you can have, there are no skip tracing services really for LLCs. It's very, it can be tough to find these folks. Um, but if you, particularly if you are, if, if where they're incorporated, like we're in Missouri, we are a, we are a disclosure state. So I can go out to the secretary of state's office yeah. and I can look up, an LLC. I can see who its registered agents are. I can see its mailing address, all that good stuff. Some of you don't, don't have that luxury because it would be, you know, it's a non-disclosure state. So um, it's, it's a little bit tough. It's a little bit time consuming, but I'm telling you, building a list this way, I mean, you have, obviously you have the most active cash buyers that are, that are moving on things and, uh, and, and closing on properties. And so that's how you do it inside the MLS. Ken, am I missing anything here? No, I, I just just to know too. I'm I'm a real estate agent in Missouri too, so all that was perfect that you talked about the MLS. 
I think, though, uh, a point about this particular, this random one that w- that came up here, this LLC that's registered in Nevada, and that would be a good one to get on your cash buyers list because it's, it, that tells me that these people or group of people or whoever, at, you know, the owners of this LLC are, are pretty serious about the, uh, you know, pretty serious about buying. So yeah. you wouldn't have set up an LLC in Nevada to buy in Missouri. Maybe they yeah. are in Nevada, but my guess is they're probably more local buyers and their LLC just happens to be incorporated in Nevada. Yeah. Uh, and I put, yeah. I put in the chat there, I put it is opencorporates.com. Yeah. I, 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 uh, I had, a, I didn't have the overlay on, so you put it in the private chat. So that really only oh, came to me. So no big deal. No, no worries. All so, right. So I think that's perfect. So just real quick, Jeff, but MLS is a, is a great way because it's accurate data. It's updated often. You can granulize, as you just saw, you can granulize and pull out very specific information that help you along the way with contacting those people. But what others, uh, what other options do you have to build, to build that list? Yeah, I'm going to kind of breeze through these a little bit because um, that was the majority of my list. And that's why I was able to, um, to, have, to have a measure of success with it. The majority of my list uh, was built through the MLS. I mean, that's, that's, there's many reasons why the MLS is super important. But uh, honestly, uh, that's, this, is a, this is a big one. You know, I can find buyers pretty, pretty readily on, uh, on the MLS. So let's jump, let's jump down through uh, the list. I've got a, a, some bullet points here. Number one, networking. Networking. Well, number two, MLS was number one. Yep. Networking. Absolutely. And this is not just for buyers. I mean, I am. Uh, I get embarrassed when I tell people this, because because uh, I am I am a marketer first. I love marketing. Yes. But yes, I true have, story, folks. True story. He is a marketer at heart. That's for sure. Yeah, I, I do enjoy it. I, I love putting something out and seeing how it, uh, seeing the results of it, seeing how it performs. But honestly, I have been, I'm so, at this point, I'm so, um, so niche down. I've got such a, a, a finely tuned, uh, uh, finely tuned um, goals. You know, I, I know exactly what I'm looking for. And so I'm able to communicate that with people. Um, and so I network with a ton of people. So all of my, all of my deals for the past year and a half, year and a half have come through referrals, period. So that is no different than if you're trying to build this list. You've got to talk to you've got to talk to everyone. You just have to. I mean, it's it's not even an option. If you are, uh, you know, I'm an I'm an introvert, just a born introvert. Like I could sit, I can sit in my house and not leave my house for for hours or days. Uh, so it takes a lot of a uh, lot of energy for me to uh, to get out there and talk to people. But it's an absolute must. And uh, so talk to people, tell people what you're doing, uh, start taking down their names, numbers, and emails, put them, putting them in your, uh, put them in your CRM or put them in a mail campaign, uh, whatever you got to do to stay in touch with them. And every time a deal comes up that you want to hold, that you want to, uh, that you want to sell off to somebody else. Well, there you go. Yep. Uh, so networking is a huge one. Yep. And just real, real quick, if I get intervene, everybody you meet should go on some list. Yep. Everybody you meet, especially if you're going to your, your real estate investors group meetings in your, your area, everybody you meet should go on some list, whether it's a buyer's list, it's a seller's list, 
it's a contractor list. It's a someone that could be on your power team list, whatever it is, everybody should be going on some list somewhere. Yeah. Good call. Good advice. Excellent advice. Um, next one up for me, uh, this is a little bit of a hack. A lot of, a lot of folks might not know about this, but um, Google My Business is a free listing service through Google. So whenever you go out and you, uh, you know, you search, you search Google for, uh, I don't know, you search it for, for wholesalers or you, you know, if a, if a, if a buyer is looking for a property to fix and flip, they can go Google that. So if you have a Google My Business listing um, and you have there happen to be in the area where you have that listing, um, you know, it's just a free it's a free thing. It's a free service. You don't you don't have to pay anything for that. Uh, it's not highly, highly, con, you know, it's not like one of these one of these sources that's going to be you know super, super active, but it's free. You might as well do it. There's no reason, no reason not to. So Google My Business, a big, big one. Um, and this is where you're going to find a you're going to find a bulk of active buyers and you're also going to find a lot of posers. You're going to find a lot of people that are new that are just, uh, you know, they're, they're in these they're in this these groups um, because they're kind of learning. So you're going to have to weed through these. But social media, you can find a ton of buyers on social media. Yes. Um, but, but do be careful because they're all just flat out con artists, too. That's true. 100%. So you got to be careful. You got to you got to vet that, that you know, you got to be kind of careful, and especially especially which platform you're using. Like yeah. obviously Facebook, which Facebook has groups and all kinds of things kind of dedicated and related to that. But just be careful. Just yeah. Be careful. Yeah. What I want the point I want to bring up about social media is I don't know how many times I mean, I, I get in there and I look at this stuff every day. Like I just get in there. I don't know why I just. Because for me, it's like, I, I think of this. I think when somebody posts a deal in social media and then you have all of these all of these people plugging their email addresses in there, first of all, those are, those are your email addresses. You know who the person is and you know their email address now. They should probably go on your list. Yep. You're going to send them a, a message and ask them if they want to receive other deals from you. And if they don't, you take them off the list. If they do, you just start sending them all your deals. But my, my point is, all of these people throw their their names in this big pot. And so what do you think that does? All that does is creates competition. Yep. Now, now you're fighting to pay the most money for this deal. Doesn't make any sense to me. I don't know why anybody would ever do that. It's crazy. Uh, I, I am not in the I'm not in the business of spending the most on every deal that I buy. So um, however, knowing that. You can now, you, you know, now you can understand why people do that because it just creates this uh, kind of this feeding frenzy on your deals. And you can get, I've sold tons of deals in social media, like probably more through social media than any other channel, honestly. So we've got social media. Um, and, and just let, look, I'm going to make a plug, right? If yeah. you're not already uh, just from a Facebook perspective, probably would be the one of the bigger channels there for that bit. Come, come to the Sub2 Empire Facebook page and join our group. Yeah. Right? And you can post things in the group and, and you know, our, uh, we have a quality, quality group there. 100%. So. Yeah. Creative Real Estate Investing Mastery. Just check that out. Or you can just look up the, look up, really, you can look up Sub2 Empire on any platform. We're the only ones with a name like that. So 
sub yeah. two empire. Uh, be happy to have you inside the group. Um, next one on our list is list building and direct mail. You can easily go out and buy a cash buyers list from a, from a list source, from a, um, from a list ability. You can even get it from PropStream. I don't, I don't rely on PropStream for a whole lot. A lot of their date, data is stale, but you can easily find uh, very affordable to find a, a list of cash buyers in the area and simply send out mail. Yep. I mean, you know, and you're not looking at any one of these really exclusively to build your buyers list. Any one of these strategies, this is kind of this is a combined effort. You know, this is a you're looking at it from from many many different points. You know, you're right. trying to to find these folks from many different areas. So list building is a simple one. It's not going to be free. You're going to have to send out mail. Um, you can you can even cold call these folks if you wanted to. Um, yep. Although there is a lot of uh, a lot of restrictions coming down down the pike, and um, cold calling I think is going to be very very tough on people here very soon. Um, next one we got obviously bandit signs. I don't know. I have a phone. My phone is full of pictures of bandit signs. Every bandit sign I see, I take a picture of. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, I do. Yep. So, um, so why not, why not start posting bandit signs for buyers? That only makes sense. I mean, I'm telling you, you can, you fill up your database with these. If you're act, if you are actively doing it and you are, you know, you're on a schedule, you could use bandit signs alone to, uh, that's, like I said, it's very active. Uh, <laughs> it's not, it's not the funnest thing to do, but it is very, very effective. Just be careful where you place your bandit signs. Some municipalities, at, at least here in our market, the St. Louis area, are very strict. They'll find you, they'll hunt you down and ticket you. Yeah. So just, just be a little careful with that. And of course, they'll disappear over time too. So you'll have to replace yeah. them. Yeah, and that's one of those things. I don't I don't know if I really want to say this out loud, but it's one of those things that, uh, you know, don't use your cell phone. <laughs> Let's just leave it at that. Don't yeah. use your a personal or cell phone number. All right. Yeah. Um, what else we got, Ken? We, we just have a couple of uh, online options. If you want to toss those maybe into the uh, into the chat there too, forrent.com. Yeah, let me throw that in there real quick. And affordablehousing.com, formerly gosection8.com. I like gosection8.com better. It's easier to spell. Affordable housing. Easier to remember too. Easier to remember. Yeah. So, um, why would you? Why would you ever? Uh, you know, why would you ever go browse either one of these unless you're looking for a, unless you want to list a property, on there? Well, the answer to that is there are tons and tons of both. Uh, there are tons of landlords. Obviously, where we're, if you're trying to sell a deal to a landlord, these are great resources. You can, you can, through these resources, you can read out, uh, you can um, reach out directly to landlords. Yep. And a yep. lot of these will list, um, they will list property management companies on there. And people have this aversion to reaching out to property management companies. And I'm telling you, that is a huge mistake. Yeah. Reach they're out to these properties. Yes. They're in, they're in the same business that we are. And yep. property management... Yeah, they have uh, they have deals left and right. They have they constantly they constantly have landlords 
wanting to sell their properties off. And, and I'm telling you, it's a huge mistake if you don't reach out to them. Yep. Absolutely. Yes. Which is pro tip. That's the yeah. big pro tip of the day. Don't neglect the property managers. Absolutely. Yeah. Which is kind of ironic because the reason their, their clients are trying to sell their rental properties is probably because of terrible property management, you know? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. <laughs> they just want to retire. You just want to retire. Right? Yeah. 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 So, so anyway, um, yeah, I think that's really all about all I've got here. No, I think that's good. We'll pro probably wrap this one up there talking about, so that our first list building for specifically related to the, the cash buyers. And we talked about, right. Kind of the, the rehab side of it and then the buy and hold side of it, which we finished up here. And by the way, too, I don't want to put you on the spot or anything because, you know, it's your list. But as new people come in and they want to say, well, well, hey, I like that idea of renting somebody's list. Well, hey, why don't you contact us? There's a, there's an 8,000 person buyers list sitting around here. That's right. Yeah. And um, yeah, that's I didn't even think about that. Good call. See, yeah. see, it's, see, this helps out. No, but the uh, but that list you can go to um, number one uh, on our on on sub2empire.com. If you go up in the menu under the resources uh, tab, you're going to see we JV with people. We also buy deals, so uh, don't be afraid to jump in there. And if you've got a deal you need to sell, now we we have certain states that we're only buying in, but we have students all over the country. So what's it going to hurt to throw if you've got a deal that you want to sell? Throw that deal there at sub2empire.com and uh, just, like I said, jump to the resources tab. There's a uh, there's a sell us your deals um, link that you can click on. Also, we have a um, we have a JV program where we 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 actually help people uh, close their subject to deals. And then, and then, of course, you can you can go out and uh, do whatever you like with that. If you're a buy and hold investor, you can keep it. But you, maybe you don't quite understand um how the whole seller finance or subject to process works. Happy to help you with that. And then uh, lastly, if you go to sub two dot deals, let me throw that in there. Sub two dot, oh, they don't recognize the dot deals. Doesn't look like as a, as a, as a uh, oh, as a URL. Yeah. Domain. So let me, let me do it this way. There you go. There we go. Sub2.deals. Sub2.deals is where you can go in and sign up for the buyers list if you're looking for uh, for creative deals. It's a brand new website, so uh, so don't get discouraged. But go ahead, jump in there and, and get signed up on it. Um, and the way that that works is we match folks. We're able to match, you know, if you're looking for deals in, I don't know if you're in Texas, if you're looking for deals in Texas, we can match that up. We it's a we have it. We have the properties tagged so that it would send send you a notification. Uh, we can get really really granular with it. So um, so those are three uh, a couple of resources for you here. Let me do this other one just real quick. My sub two partner is a direct link to that uh, to that sell your deal page. So uh, yeah, just go ahead and visit all of those. Why not? Yeah. I was just yeah. going to say, just go to sub2empire.com and spend some time there. You'll be uh, stunned and amazed at the uh, the resources you have at your fingertips that we provide you free complimentary access. That's right. Uh, this, see, this is why, this why, uh, this why you're a partner, man, because you, 
I, I get in the weeds, dude. I really do. So anyway, um, that's all I got. You got anything else, Ken? Nope. That's good. We'll wrap this one up. All right. Guys, take care. Thanks for joining us. We'll catch you next time.